to Offbeat Balls. This is our Eurovision podcast that's actually not about Eurovision. Hello! So the whole gang's here. It's, it's me, Kylie. Hi. We've got John. You. We got Anne. Hey up. And we got Kieran. <laughs> bloppy, bloppy, bloppy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, um, yeah. We're starting off with a bang. <laughs> so, yeah, so this, is our... <laughs> so this is our podcast talking about the big pop hits of uh, 1993. We were supposed to be doing this at the end of, de- end of December, but somehow I managed to catch the flu twice in two weeks, so we had to pull it off a bit. <laughs> oh. Just... Only you, Kylie. Only you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot no of um, sickness going around this holiday season for some reason. That's um quite impressive. So, <laughs> But we're here. We finally made it. So um, obviously um, uh, the Top of the Pops reruns are done with 1993. So why not get this podcast done before they start? doing 1994 whenever that's gonna be uh yep okay so um so um i can't remember like how we usually start it like it's a we usually talk about like the year in general and also you know what where we personally were in 1993 so um how about we start with that so um so me and john like we're, we're only a few months apart from each other so um i could probably speak for him but um um mm. obviously i i was on we were both only five so we don't have the best first-hand memory of 1993 but i do remember quite a few songs at the time that i was absolutely obsessed with at the time um would that be the same for you john Yes, um, especially the first number one that we talk about. I'm just looking at the list. That was a big, I'll get onto it in a bit, but that was a big school disco favourite of mine. Um, It's been really um, interesting um, reliving 1993 through the the Top of the Pops repeats, I have to say. Um, The odd memory pops out, um, like, I remember Ace of Base, I remember Gabrielle, but not much else, to be honest with you. Yeah, I I obviously mm. had no memories of Top of the Pops from that era because, like, <coughs> as, uh, my first memories of Top of the Pops wouldn't be until 1995, so I'm completely blank in regards to that. <laughs> um, What about you, Kieran, because you're the next oldest. Where were you in uh, 1993? Um, so in 1993, I would have been in year three or year four in primary school. Um, so I do remember certain things that happened. I mean, I I do remember the uh, <laughs> I do remember um, like the, the fact that the economy was really doing terrible things you know we were in recession for quite a while um so i remember politically that was always a bit of a contentious 
thing, which I ah. remember. <laughs> and I do remember. I remember the upset also when Les Dawson passed away from a heart attack. Oh. Um, I think so many people were so shocked, obviously, because he was such a, a hilarious comedian and television presenter. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, and what else? On, and when it comes musically, I do remember many of these songs that we're going to talk about this evening. Um, um, particularly the one that always stood out for me in 1993 was um, the Cranberries um, and their various songs that they released this year. Um, they were always played in my household, as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> Uh, being on <laughs> Irish, etc., <cetera. laughs> and just continuing on with the Irish wins at Eurovision, of course, in '93. Um, so that was always a highlight in our household. Um, <clears throat> but since since then, um, reliving back through 1993, like you guys have just mentioned, through Top of the Pops, it's uh, it's quite interesting, really, um, revisiting all the various little bits and bobs that um, a calm culminated to like mr blobby becoming and the infinite christmas number one um but uh, i did want to mention the the horrific yet hilarious uh, moment at the 1993 british comedy awards involving oh, Julian... oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, which got him struck off the bbc for a number of years understandably so i guess <laughs> we're doing that a lot on live tv I bet, I bet his wife was appalled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was, John. I'm sure she was. <laughs> I've, I've never seen a crowd just bursting out laughing as crazy as they all did um, after that joke about Norman Lamont. The uh, He was at the time the current Chancellor of the Exchequer. Which we won't repeat. <laughs> no. No, is this is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> so yes, it was um it was a, quite a momentous year in many aspects, as you could imagine. Okay, now it's Anne's turn, and it's <laughs> I kind of feel sorry because the section is just basically served to make her feel so much older than the rest of us. <laughs> Oh, let me just let me just uh, get my pension book out. <laughs> oh, no. uh, they don't have those anymore, anyway. Um, I I'll be honest with you. I was going to sit here in my bedroom talking to you about 1993 and go. Do you know what? I can't actually really remember very much because 93 for me was one of those in between years because 92 I had to um choose my um options for school and then 94 I did my GCSEs and 96 I did my A level so 93 was one of those years where not much happened if you know what I mean uh, in, in my life so I was watching the one show literally like half an hour ago and I thought oh we'll just have a little scroll and see what happened in 1993 and I know exactly why I can't remember anything in 1993 because it was so terrible 
I mean, I, I mean, we have the the IRA bomb in London. We had the IRA bombs in Warrington. We had um, uh, the Grand National that didn't happen. We then had the um, what's his name, James Bulger, whose body was found a mile from my house. Oh Jesus! It's it's just like oh I started scroll and I thought I'm not scrolling anymore because I just thought it, it it's just t the economy was up the swanny politically everything was just crazy stuff was happening it was just not a good place to be whatsoever so I think my brain has blocked a lot of stuff from 1993 out Ugh. to be frankly honest with you. Um, however, seeing it through the lens of the top of the pops that we've been seeing the last few months, I think it's really, I think it's really quite interesting because 1993 compared with, especially 1992, is shit. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's because I think this year is the first year where I've gone, they've put acts on because they want them to go up the charts. Yeah. They haven't actually been putting people on whose songs are actually interesting or good. Yeah. There's been a lot of, especially oldies, like Robert Plant was on. Mm. And Neil yeah. Diamond was on, and oh, but, but and it's just like, no, why are these people there? They have nothing to do with what the people who are actually watching the show want. And and it's the first year where I've gone, mm, I can see where the whole going in at number one starts coming in, which is literally coming up. Yeah, so I think. Go on. Oh, sorry, you ca you carry on. So I, I, I just think I can see a lot of shifting happening on a, a kind of a, 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 a kind of dissection between what's actually being shown on top, top of the pops and actually what's interesting and decent in the music industry. Yeah. And a and lot of the stuff that I really liked just never was on. Yeah. And it's such I, a shame. Yeah, and it's a good thing that you brought it up because I think it kind of ni nicely segues into the discussion of like what we think of 1993 as a whole in terms of music. Is that you know I definitely picked up like um, like especially that Elton John Kiki D duet. It seemed like that was a song they were the producers were more trying to push than something that you know, the teenagers of, of, you know, your generation and would have actually yeah. wanted to hear kind of thing. And um, uh, personally, for me, I've kind of found um, 1993 to be kind of a mixed bag of a year because mm. it's, it's, it, it was kind of like 92 in that it was kind of transitional and that some of the, some of the tre music trends that would, to define the mid 90s like euro dance and a little bit Britpop pop and stuff like that were starting mm. to come in 
and stuff like that but we also got some random things pop up as if the music industry were trying to uh, like throw things at the wall to see what stuck like yeah. we randomly got a pop reggae boom <laughs> this year and yes. stuff like that yeah goodness me was there Eric? <laughs> <laughs> so um Yes, yeah. I, I personally think 1993 is a bit of a weird year. So, um, um, what do you, what do you boys think? Who wants to go next between John and Kieran? John, please have the floor. Okay. Um, notable for me is the um, with that we're entering the age of take that. Yeah. Mm. And we're also entering the age of copycat take bats, <laughs> which, um, you know, crop, prop up the top 20. Uh, um, quite a lot of Queen in this year, Queen-related yeah. songs. Um, you've already mentioned the pop reggae boom, which continues into the following year. Mm -hmm. Um some brilliant dance tracks yeah um and some others um, <laughs> yeah um you meant you mentioned some of the weird and wonderful people that turned up on um top of the pops i remember tuning in and um a few weeks ago and seeing leslie garrett there wob wobbling yeah <laughs> oh god that was so random <laughs> Yes, um, top top of the pops at this time, and mu obviously music in general definitely had up its ups and its downs. Okay, so what about you, Kieran? Well, for me, it was like a very enjoyable year for music. Um, it's just a lot of nostalgia here, um, which. As you guys know, as a Eurovision fan, for me, nostalgia is a very strong thing, um, and one that I, I, um, which which does get me almost every time when we're like reviewing some music or taking a look back at a a retro Eurovision year um, when we do those reviews and stuff. So when it when you mentioned Elton John and Kiki D uh, being on BBC um, on top of the pops a lot, uh, Kylie, it just made me laugh because it was it's like, oh, that's in my faves list. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe it was because my, my dad and my mum had Elton John in the car a lot um, ah. when I was a child. Mm. So again, nostalgia and all of that, um, it's, a, it was, it's a strong thing that's with me. But quite like what, what John has just mentioned, you know, club music, lots of the dance music floor fillers are here. Um, and also, you can tell throughout the year um, that um, the likes of uh, Mariah Carey is starting to have an impact mm, yeah. on the all four. Probably showing that she can sing, of course. Um, where nowadays she's she tried to hold a note <laughs> with great difficulty, uh, but I, I'm liking the sorry, John. Burn, <laughs> I know. Um, but um, see, the rise of Euro pop is certainly here, and I love it. Um, I really, really do. So, yeah, um, I think it's a good, it's a, it's a fun year. 
Um, but you can tell things are changing. Um, there's more um, indie British pop, a uh, British indie pop and rocks type of stuff coming through. So um, that's always very welcomed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so um, let's go over how the episode is going to go. So basically, we're going to go through all of the um, songs that hit number one in the uk in 1993 well except for the holdover of i will always mm. love you because we don't count holdovers yeah. from the previous year <laughs> and then we talked about that one last time it's, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. so 1992 <laughs> <laughs> and um then after that we're going to list our five um favorite um songs from uh, 1993 it doesn't have to be a hit song it could be just any song that was released that year and also our least favorite songs of the year so um let's get into the number one shall we oh yep. <laughs> let's do that let's yeah. do this okay so i already mentioned that the first six weeks of 93 were a holdover of i will always love you but then we got Finally, on the week of the 13th of February, which is my birthday week, <laughs> um, uh, we got aww. finally got our new number one of the year, which uh, lasted for a good five weeks, which was Two Unlimited's No Limit. Woo! Yes. Yes. Oh, and wonderful. Some, oh, before we Wonder- start, because um, someone like suggested this because um as the years progress there's gonna be more and more songs to discuss in the number one section so i'm gonna pose a five limit five minute time limit on each of these songs just so we don't waffle on for hours and um i've picked um, so i'm gonna set five minutes on the on my iphone and it's gonna play this little noise I, I picked that one because that was probably the least jump scary of, of the <laughs> tones on my iPhone. So um, I'm going to hit five minutes now. Who wants to start? Oh, it's a banger. Yes. Absolute banger. I think I think the, the kind of juxtaposition between I will always love you <laughs> is, is great. It just kind of encapsulates 1993. It's a very jerky year, but I mean, they get a lot of stick to Unlimited, yeah. And to a point, I think it, it, there is a bit of yeah, it is a bit one note, but they did sustain it for quite a long time. And I'd actually say that No Limit is not their best song. Yeah, I agree. Not even this year. They've got better songs, but you know. Yeah, like I don't remember this from the time i don't know if it was much of a hit in new zealand but like i do remember coming across this like in the late 90s when i moved to the uk and i was like oh my god this song is awesome and i (laughs) frequently come across older people say oh this is one of the worst songs ever i'm like what are you talking about this slaps jealousy jealousy that's what it is jealousy (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, of the highest. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go next, Kieran? Yeah. Why not? Um, 
a great duo from the Netherlands. Oh, it's wonderful. And I'm with you with what you say, um, uh, uh, Anne, because I don't know why I blanked there. That was weird. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, but, but honestly, No Limit, amazing, amazing. And of course, it's not vocal ability necessarily um, where it comes to them. It's the pumping beat. It's that drum. It's that that catchy tune those catchy lyrics um which propelled this right to superstardom um later on this year i think that um maximum overdrive is yes. their, is my favorite yes. there yes. definitely um so underrated as uh, seeing as it only came 15th in the yeah. charts here which is a, a travesty mm. uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but um but in regards to two unlimited and no limit oh my gosh it's just brilliant and there's nothing wrong with it at all <laughs> what about you john oh it's a banger in a box um it's, it's probably my earliest memory as well um Aww. i remember at school we were all obsessed with this song and we wanted to hear it and we weren't allowed until the school disco came along. Because um, <laughs> we, we, you know, we couldn't have no, 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 all day, every day in class, but as much as we wanted to. Um, yeah, two unlimited rule. Yay. <laughs> okay, so are we done? Yep. Oh, we yeah. managed to do it before the timer went out too. Awesome. Okay, so um, next up uh, for two weeks in March, uh, we had All Carolina by Shaggy. I don't know what that impression was trying to be. I don't know. I apologize. But um, um, yeah, um, I blame this for pretty much starting the whole pop reggae boom this year. Um, which pr produced rather mixed results, depending on who you ask. Um, but this song <laughs> is kind of a guilty pleasure for me. Like, I don't know, it's just kind of like so goofy and enjoyable. I can't help. I I, I can't dislike it really. <laughs> so um. So yeah. um. Oh, oh, I thought someone uh, was gonna follow up there. Oh, uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next, Carly. I'm with you with exactly what you've said. There's a lot of goofiness here, and it just makes me smile and giggle pretty yeah. much. Uh, you know, Shaggy's just ridiculous um, anyway, and he will be in later years as well. Uh, but um, <laughs> with O'Carolina, it's just like, it's one of those songs which um, well, my, my husband Rob uh, remembers specifically in 1993, because I think it was about 12 13 at the time and he was um saying um make, uh, telling me a story about him singing along to this and going all carolina around <laughs> his mum and his dad and winding them up like something chronic and that would i completely understood like where the parents came from because that would drive me bonkers too uh, <laughs> he thought it was funny to put a jamaican accent on the all carolina so yeah, it's fun. Okay, who's next? 
I'll, I'll go. Um, I think at the time this was possibly seen as quite novelty, mm. should we say. It was quite unique. And I think possibly at the time many people might have thought he would be just a one-shot wonder. But as we know, a few years down the line, he did actually have uh, some more hits. Yeah. So I actually think he's done, he's, he's, uh, I don't want to say he's rescued his career or rescued kind of any uh, kind of credibility that he had. But it is quite interesting that he's kind of found that niche and he's done really well. Uh, hmm. in that niche and he's always been able to up it a little bit and make it into something a little bit more different um so i i, I think at the time people thought it was just fun a bit goofy and it's quite interesting that it's a really old song yeah. uh, but he's made it sound really quite fresh and new and the fact that it was so old people probably didn't even know that it was a cover version to begin with um so yeah, I think I think it's actually quite a clever song. It's very basic, not in a horrible way. I mean, it's just a very it's a very simple idea that he just uh, executes perfectly. Yeah. Uh, what about you, John? Four number ones, would you believe, in the UK? Yeah. 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 Mm. Wasn't this also the year of that terrible Informer song? <laughs> Yes, That's actually kind of a guilty pleasure, and I'm probably <laughs> the only person who thinks that. <laughs> yeah, so thanks, Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are we done on on Shaggy now? Yeah. For now. Okay. Oh, we... <laughs> Twice now we managed to avoid the buzzer. <laughs> okay, so next up for for the entirety of April, pretty much, uh, for four yeah. weeks. Uh, it's um, Anne's favourite early 90s trend, the bloody oh. advert song or yeah. soundtrack ah. song. Yeah, <laughs> Usually, bloody like, adverts. <laughs> and in this case, it was a re-release of the Bluebells' Young at Heart. Um... I actually don't mind this song. I think, you know, for like an early 80s kind of like, like um, neo folks pop song that because it was originally released in like 81, I think. I think it's mm -hmm. quite a nice little song. Um, it's a bit weird in the context of 1993, though, but um, mm. yeah. And I do kind of appreciate it that you know with their top of the pops appearances they did something different like the last one they did this big oh yes big show show kind of you know yeah there's the, the, no business yeah like that <laughs> yeah so i appreciate that so um um why don't you go, Anne, you, go. So you can rant a bit <laughs> <coughs> Um, again, I don't. I don't think it's a bad song. Again, it's another cover version. Um, people d may not realise it, but Banana Rama actually did this song back in the eighties, um, oh. and that version is very different uh, oh. to this one. Uh, actually, Shabon is actually one of the um, songwriters. Yeah, uh, that I think but, that they all are actually. Maybe. Yeah. So. Um, 
it does jar a little bit. It does go through that whole in an advert thing, which I'm not particularly fond of. I guess the the live performances on top of the pops do um, do uh, give a little bit of frissons because they do like the because they did that show business one, but they also did like techno, 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 techno <laughs> um, at one of them. So I mean, at least they proved that they were singing live. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an okay song. But mm, I don't, I don't, I'm not particularly fond of the reasons behind it getting there. <laughs> um, why don't you go to next, John? I only fairly recently discovered that it wasn't a 1993 original, I have to admit. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I quite like it. I always remember hearing it on the radio um, over, over the years growing up. Um, interesting that when it came out this time, they weren't together as a band. No. Um, mm. And the, the success um, led to them sort of hastily getting back together um, to, you know, to, you know, make the coin and <laughs> cash yeah. in. Um, don't blame them. Um, not much to say apart from um, didn't know it was a cover version either. Though, which shows shows you how much I know and how much research I've done. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a weird situation, kind of like the Alipsa Seal situation, in which like it was a mm. collaboration between two people from two different bands, and both the bands did their own version of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you, Kieran? <laughs> um, I quite I do like the song, though I prefer. The live prefer the live version that was on top of the pops. I mean, I I enjoy it when I saw it on top of the pops and and um, got the whole jive going and you know the foot tapping etc. Though when I hear it on the radio and it does still get played quite a bit on radio um, mm. in, in this country. I I I don't mind it. It's background music, but you know it's something that I would quite happily skip and go to the a next station or something because it would be like well i've heard it so many times yeah. and it has been overplayed i mean let's face it <laughs> um yeah that it's got to me and it's like well you know it's fine and it's great and it's a tapper but you know i much prefer to sort of see it live and yeah that way rather than necessarily listening to it on the radio or on spotify or something like that yeah it's okay. Okay, so yeah. shall we move on? Yep. Okay, oh, so we're getting through these pretty swiftly. <laughs> that, that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> next up for three weeks in May, we have the five live EP, which is Queen with like people like George Michael and Lisa Stansfield and stuff like that. Basically, mm. it's like a like the live recording of um a charity concert that Queen did with a bunch of people. So, um, um, yeah. Um, the, the, the one that I obviously like most familiar with, and I think that was like, kind of like considered like the main single of the whole thing was the cover of somebody to love with George Michael, which yeah. I, I think that like, 
like this is probably gonna sound like sacrilege but i think he did a really good job on that yeah. song and, and it's kind of like oh if only he didn't already have his mega successful yeah. solo career because he could have very easily been a good replacement for freddie <laughs> um yeah. but oh well um but um and and the uh these are the days of our lives one with lisa stansfield is quite nice as well i'm not don't know what hang on let me just quickly go on to the um uh okay so i'm just looking at what other songs in there so they do a cover of killer by adamski um and they also do a bob tells they do a song called calling you from uh um from some movie called Baghdad Cafe. I never heard of that. No, I don't uh, know that one. And uh, they also do an album track from um, Sheer Heart Attack called um, Dear Friends, which I'm not familiar with. No, don't so, know that one either. So, um, yeah, the two songs I'm familiar with, I think, are quite nice. Um, what do you guys think? Um, I I think the uh, the days of our lives is my favourite track on the EP. It's probably because it's also arguably my favourite Queen song. Um, along alongside Radio Gaga, probably. Um, yeah, I have seen the Freddie Mercury tribute concert that these um, couple of tracks came from a couple of times because it, it they keep repeating it on Sky Arts because they seem to like. Ah, oh, yes, Queen. they do. Yeah, they seem to like um, Queen related programming on that channel um yeah i can I can see why it was um such a big hit though i'm not used to um eps topping the chart i have to say mm. yeah quite a novelty uh what about you Anne? um to be frankly honest with you until this came into onto top of the pops i had i'd actually completely forgotten that this thing had happened yeah. Um, and I was, I was, I was a pleasantly surprised um, when, because I sometimes when you have um, other people singing certain people's songs, it can sound very second rate. Yeah. Um, but I agree that George Michael does an amazing uh, job. I also think um, Lisa Stanfield singing on. These are the days of our lives was a such a smooth move because yeah. having a woman singing that you know a, a, a male led song was just a bit of a stroke of genius and just sounded uh, so good. I am less fond, if I'm honest, with Killer. <laughs> I think possibly because Seal's versions, uh, either on his own or with the Damsky, are just so iconic yeah. that when you hear somebody do that, it just doesn't, to me, his voice doesn't sound right. Mm. Uh, I think maybe if what they should have done is done something completely different rather than just try and make another version of it maybe if they had made a more soulful 
version made it into a more of a soul song or yeah. something i don't know but some it, there's just something there that doesn't quite it's it it's a lovely ep i'm glad it's there it raised you know raised a lot of awareness so it's 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 a good thing uh what about you kieran um i agree with pretty much everything that you've all said um i think George Michael really rose to the occasion when it came to performing um, a lot of these tracks, but in particular, Somebody to Love and These Are the Days of Our Lives. I remember um, Matt Lucas's Desert Island Discs, he said that um, These Are the Days of Our Lives is his favourite song ever. Um, which I, yeah, it's real personal mean, meaning to him in, in his coming out um and you know, how he's dealing with his sexuality at the time, which was really touched me when I listened to that many, many years ago. Um, I personally love the the um, these are the days of our lives. That's my 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 track on the EP, which I love. I think George at Queen and Lisa Stansfield did an incredible job with that. Um, not to say that uh, somebody to love wasn't good. I loved that too, and it still gets airplay. Um, that particular track on radios as well. So at this moment in time, so in 2023. So I think uh, um, it was a success, and I was glad to see it. I mean, that beginning of May when you know when the weather is starting to get better. Um, and all of that it it just it just works so well for the time of year as well and and for such a great uh, um charity cause as well so yeah i mean it's a wonderful idea to release it as a as an ep and it is a bit strange um but uh, i think it works really well okay and literally the, the buzzer was 10 seconds away <laughs> from going off so wow. oh that that, that was good timing <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> so uh, next up um, it, for three weeks in May and June is All That She Wants by Ace of Base, um, which is yeah. a, a song that I was absolutely obsessed with when I was a kid. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I think I just like the tune. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a complicated thing to talk about because the because you know one of the members has an ugly history like i won't like i i don't know it if like it's something to like really get upset about because as far as i'm aware like that that particular member has reformed unless like he's done something with like the Sveria Democratina recently or something I hope not um, but, Ew. but um, um, maybe uh -oh. John will know something because he's a Swedophile here um, but um, <laughs> I, I, I'll still stick up for Ace of Base I think they put out some really good tunes in my opinion so um, yeah um, do you want to go next John? This is my favourite song of theirs, but it's yeah. arguably the most iconic, at least at least in the UK. Mm. Um, they had an they had an even bigger hit in America, but that's the following year. We'll have to wait for that one. Um, just doing a little bit of a deep dive into the person you're talking about. <laughs> is it Ulf? 
Yeah. Um. Blah blah blah. If I were to live through those days again, I would have done things very differently. Blah blah blah. Um. <laughs> yes, I think I think we're probably okay. Oh, that's good. With oh, with this one. Um. Yes, they're from uh, uh Gothenburg up up Yutzebori, one of my favourite places in the world. Um, uh, yep, Love Ace of Base always have. The um, blonde girl Lynn is very reclusive these days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tinged with sadness slightly uh, watching Ace of Base back, but um, I love this band very much. Aww. Uh, Kieran, why don't you go next? Because you've been last the last couple of times now. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yes, I've just been reading up about Ulf and um, yeah, that's pretty bad and um, scary too. Um, however, we're here to talk about this and um, oh my goodness me. Now, I we moved in, um, my parents and my uh, and two of my three brothers because uh, my youngest brother has hadn't been born yet. He had to wait till Ooh. August. But around this time, at the end of May, we moved in up to the house where my mum and dad are currently living in at the moment. And it was only literally about a five minute drive away um, from where we previously were living, but it was a much bigger terraced house. And um, and I never forget when we moved in and there was all sorts of building work going on and redecorating that on the radio the whole time was Ace of Base all that she wants. And I never ever got bored of it there was even as a um a, a six or seven year old i was really um well i've been seven at the time i i never got bored of it it was always that groovy tune and just the the, the just the beauty of the the girls uh voices it was just wonderful i mean it's not much else I can really say other than how much I love it, um, which I do immensely, and all everything that uh, Ace of Base have done. Um, I'm not too um, familiar with their their Swedish hits or any of the other ones that they may have released in Europe and and uh, Scandinavia, of course. But uh, but certainly their their British stuff that they've released, loved it all of all of it. Uh, what about you, Anne? Uh, this is just not my kind of thing. I, I can appreciate it for what it is. Maybe I have a slight problem with the pseudo reggae baseline mm. that makes it feel a little uh. bit. Um, and I, and I actually don't like the two girls singing together. I, I, I don't know what it is because normally when you have people from a, a kind of a family background, that they have a kind of a, a tonal ability to be able to sing nicely together. I've, I've always found those two singing together not nice. Mm. And so when they do the, well, you're the fox, and they go, oh, no, I don't like that bit. I don't like it when they're... So, um, yeah, I, I prefer Life is a Flower. Yeah. And uh, Cruel Summer. Yeah. Yes. Not this. This is not oh. this is not my bag. It's not the one. It's not the one. <laughs> <laughs> down the wind, come on. Um, 
Uh-huh. That song, oh, I cannot wait to get to 1998. Did you remember um, the other sister, Jenny, randomly turning up in Dense Melody Grand Prix one year? What? <laughs> oh, I heard about this. What year was win? it, John? Uh, 2011. Oh, that's that was right. I started watching National Final, so. Yeah. Oh, that's. That's fun. right. Mm, random. It's random, especially that it was in Denmark. Yeah. Yes. Hang on, I need yes. to look I this up. Like, um, hang on, Dansk, Milgion Poo, 2011. Like, I'm guessing she she didn't do that well. Well, she didn't make the super final. Ah, okay. So we probably don't know. Yeah, Dane's gonna Dane though, aren't they? They're... Yeah, it just exactly. Says the... Yeah, it just says the top. <laughs> yeah, it just says the top four. So. Oh, oh, her song was written, co-written by Thomas Gearson. That's weird. <laughs> of course it was. Oh. oh, man. She's on the wrong side of the Orosond Bridge. Oh. Well, how was I to know we were in Denmark? <laughs> As if oh, anyone oh. can tell the difference. Oh, hang on. That's what you get when you have bloody Bonnie Tyler on GPS. Okay, so my timer went off, but it, I, I, it, I didn't hear it. I think I might just have to. Uh, yeah, that, that'll do. That's louder. <laughs> okay, so we have to move on. Sadly. <laughs> oh, that, that was freaking wild discovery. That was. <laughs> oh. Okay, so next up, uh, for two weeks in June, we have UB40 ruining I Can't Help Falling in Love with You, which was part of the Sliver soundtrack, if anyone remembers that movie. Um, but, um... Tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah. Next! Yeah, but... yeah, skip. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Are we really going to skip? Or, or if you anyone... haven't got anything nice to say, Kylie, don't say anything, <laughs> anything at all. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so by um, popular demand, I'm going to skip. Okay, so next up, uh, for three weeks in June and July, we have Dreams by Gabrielle, which is a song that, thankfully, I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh this will be interesting. Um, so I don't really have much else to say other than it's quite a nice little song. So um, I'm just gonna pass the mic for Anne to to because I'm interested yeah. in what she's about to say now. Um, I've got an interesting kind of anecdote about this because this was one of the first artists, one of the first songs that kind of rumbled up that there were like rumblings about because. There was this, um, uh, I, don't, I don't know whether it was a, a, a royalties thing or whether, because this song was supposed to have yeah. the background music to Fast Con. There was all this kind of thing, oh, she's not, she going to get the, co- is she going to be able to get the copyright for it? And, la, 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 la. and there are all the, these things about, oh, she's going to go in at number one. She's going to be the first person ever to go in at number one. Um, and it kind of, and you know there was all this kind of rumbling, so it was kind of exciting that there was this young British girl who's getting all this hype, you know, before the internet was invented. It was just like word of mouth and in the press. And um, it is such a classic song. It's such a lovely song, and she's got such an unusual voice. Um, 
and it's it's just a it's just a lovely lovely song by the masked singers Gabrielle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, what was she? Was she some like ladybug or something like that? Was, I can't remember. Oh, I can't Harlequin. remember what she was now. Harlequin. Oh yes, oh, she yeah. was Harlequin. Oh. Uh, um, Kieran, you go next. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, I mean Gabrielle, love this, love the song, love her, her. Um, I love her, love her look. I mean, she always, every time she was on the screen, she looked absolutely stunning. And again, it was, it was so refreshing in these years that we got to hear them actually sing live, and Gabrielle did it in spades. I mean, with oozing charisma, but also sass and just just um clearly um, um a, a real superstar in the making i thought um and just love the tune never skip it never never uh, get bored of it because dreams do come true yeah <laughs> um, what about you john i hope dreams come true um <laughs> they do eventually i hope so, I hope so. um yeah i didn't know you know shows what i know i didn't know until gabrielle became harlequin about the um tracy chapman connection um but you know once you once you hear it you can really hear it Mm. um i think they just haven't cleared the sample yeah copy damn copyright um but it stands up as a song in its own right so i would never have known Uh, and i like gabrielle very much oh Okay. Have, so... any, have any of you seen the video, by the way? It, no. I think I have. It rings a bell. Yeah. Well, the video is quite sure. classy and is actually directed unusually by one of Hazy Fantasy. What? Uh, so yeah, because the girl uh, Kate, <laughs> she became this like artist and did loads of um, pop videos and um, concert like shots. So, um, yes. Ah. Yes, there you go. That's she's done lots yeah, of... Inter- when, you, when you... If you look down, you'll get, see all of her stuff and go, wow, she's done so much great stuff and she doesn't get the credit. Oh, wow. Hey. I need to look more into her. Yeah. I mean, I was just recently watching the um, Top of the Pop story of for, like, all the 80s year and years mm-hmm. and I just, like, watched the episode where like they had that shiny shiny song <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh that's kind of, kind of weird oh. like oh that's kind of Hazy cool fantasy were a short-lived british pop band of the early 1980s their best known songs are john wayne is big, big leggy yep and shiny shiny yeah shiny shiny good times funny shiny shiny ooh la 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 Oh, I like that kind of thing. It, I mean, it's it mentions nice. the um, comparable to Bow Wow Wow. I like that yes. as well. Yeah. Oh, we should really... sitting by the fire. Oh. Um, we should really do a podcast talking about an 80s year at some point. <laughs> Maybe in the yeah. summer once yeah. Eurovision's done. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay, so... Hmm. Um, we oh, just... one of them. One of the one of them married Zetia Messiah from who was in Song for Europe one year. Ah, is that um 
Oh uh, God, I've forgotten his name. Jer- uh, uh, some Hardy something. Um, not Jeremy Hardy. No, not Jeremy Hardy. <laughs> no, no, that was it. Was Jeremy jo- Healy? But no, Healy. That was it. Oh, he married everyone. He did. <laughs> yeah, he married Patsy Kendrick for about a week. Oh, about who a has week. She that is true. That's quite, that's that's quite true, an achievement. <laughs> oh bloody hell! Okay, yeah. so um, we just about ra- ra- <laughs> yeah, we just about <laughs> ran out of time, so we we need to swiftly move on. Just as well. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> next up for four weeks in July and August, we have "Pray" by Take That. Um, <sighs> so I have kind of mixed feelings about take that's various hits some of them i think are quite nice others are god awful uh but this is one of the quite nice ones i think it's a quite solid pop song although i kind of think like the music video is a bit stupid because it does that classic thing that all pretty much all boy band music videos do at one point which is basically parade around with the shoe open floating their six packs yeah <laughs> In sepia. So... <laughs> yes. Um, Kieran, what did you go go next? Certainly. Um, I do love Prey, I must admit. I love early take that in particular. Um just right up my street. Um it, it's um yes, I completely agree with you with the music video, Kylie. My god, it's cringeworthy almost how much <laughs> they're doing their, their man spreading on the on the <laughs> on the sand and arms up in the air and dribbling under uh, fountains and stuff. What a way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Standing under a water feature. (laughs) Um, It was a a bizarre thing, but that's what they did back then in the 90s and could get away with it. Um, Yeah, so I loved it. I didn't just didn't realise it was... uh, up for pretty much a whole month almost um at number one but uh no take that take that we're in their prime back then um and uh yeah i it's a good song i i always enjoy pray it's a good tune um john what did you go next filth (laughs) (laughs) explain well, okay. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, at least they weren't rolling around in cake. But, um... <laughs> oh, oh, God! <laughs> Don't diss, do what you like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a work of art. It really is. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, uh, yeah not, not their worst, not their best, in my opinion. But okay. it, is pretty icon- it is pretty iconic, I will admit. Okay. Um, and what about you? Yeah, I, I, I quite like Prey. I mean, I think the song is, um, it's, it's, it's a really catchy, very memorable song. I would say that the dance routine is even better. The dance routine is iconic. Yes. Um, with the kind of praying down on knees and they're putting your head back. It's iconic. You could kind of see that take that work on their way up. Um, and they were going to be there for a very long time. They were no flash in the pan now. Because mm. um, I, I think 
it took them quite a while to get going and now they were in their stride and i think they thought they were going to be unstoppable um yeah but you know all things must come to an end as we say <laughs> well cut for a few years anyway yeah. um, come the, again. the tax man comes yeah this version of take that up up until the they they all quit in the in the late 90s that is the best bit of take that this is the best bit ah, yeah. nice. and 30 years on they're still doing that dance routine <laughs> i know <laughs> I, I know that dance routine off by heart, but I can't get off the floor anymore because my knees are shot. Oh, oh no. Uh, I, can't, I can't without going, oh. oh. So, yeah, as much as I'd love to do it, I can't anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm starting to... I don't know if it's just me getting old or is it or that I've gotten too fat the last couple of years because of COVID. That, like, I've been to a couple of... Um, concerts um last couple of months and like both times standing in for long periods of time like my hips were aching and i was mm. kind of like maybe i need to get back on the treadmill yeah. <laughs> uh, okay so i think that's a good point to move on so um, next up for two weeks in August huh? is a remix of Living on My Own by Freddie Mercury. <laughs> now, um, yeah. um, I've actually yeah. went in, listened to the original version yes. from the mid 80s. And um, I, I have to say, like both versions in their own way, I really enjoy. So, yeah, yeah hmm. obviously it's freddy it's got a this version's got a euro dance beat to it so like i can't complain <laughs> uh, it's you stunning no uh do you want to go next kieran i can do yeah sorry um i just wanted to say how much i love this song both versions stunning uh but particularly the 1993 remix oh my goodness me uh, my favorite of freddie mercury's and there's so many of the of his that i adore including like john radio gaga um oh. i put in the chat for us um a link um aimed towards john as well but um with um dan vina danielson from uh, norway's entry 94 with elizabeth andreason um a performance of a uh, radio gaga on nr core oh. so Ooh. please check it out on youtube it's really good yeah. i'll put that in my watch later um so i'm looking forward to that did anyone see some rider have a crack at it on new year's eve yeah Yes. yes. So good. Yeah. I know. It was amazing. <laughs> I love that show as well. And I had somebody at work who's not a Eurovision fan at all watch the whole Sam thing, both 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 parts, and adored him <clears throat> and adored the show. I was like, Oh, that's Yay! so cool to hear from people like, love him. Can't be a Eurovision yep. fan. Yeah. And it's all working out. It's so wonderful. Yeah, you love to see it. <laughs> we do. Yeah. yeah. That's it for me, obviously, before my time's up. <laughs> uh, John, what about you? Um, I think Freddie would have enjoyed this version. Yeah. It, it always yeah. feels quite strange to me that, you know, 
he never got to hear it. Mm. Um, cl- yeah. Classic song and wonderful, much missed singer, obviously. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Anne? Oh, it's such a great song. Both versions, yeah. as you said, Kylie, are yeah. just amazing because they have their different the the um the the original one has such a fierce bass line that is kind of like gets you in a different way this one is much more kind of uh lyrical and makes you really kind of want to dance to it whilst the original is much more kind of pulsating um freddie's um solo stuff was great love kills is another one of his great songs. Uh, and I, I actually think it would have been really interesting to have known or, or to hear more of his stuff remixed. Because I, I, I think yeah. we, we, we associate him with being like a, a, a dance music artist, but actually with a remix like this, it sounds really interesting. And I think he would have had fun doing yeah. something a bit more camp I mean, the video yeah. is the campest thing on the planet. Yeah. And I just, he would love his stuff being kind of rejigged around yeah. to make it like funky. I would love to hear more of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely think he would have been on, on board with it, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so I think we can wrap that one up. So, um... Um, we won't, we managed to get this far with only one song getting buzzed, so we're doing pretty well. <laughs> okay, not so, too shabby. <laughs> not too shabby. <laughs> okay, so next up for four weeks in August and September is Culture Beats, Mr. Bane. Um, this is quite an interesting one because um, this was the first UK number one that wasn't available on vinyl at all. It was only available on cassette and CD. So that, that pretty much spelled the end for vinyl mm. as like a, as a viable physical media <laughs> for uh, for music, uh, well, until we read the recent vinyl release, but um, yeah, um, obviously, like this kind of Eurodance song is like right up my street. It's a banger and a bop. So, um, uh, who wants to follow that up? Uh, well, I think I need to have I, I need to put in my uh, note of vested interest because my husband has every culture beat song on cd and have most of the versions he is obsessed (laughs) and has been since this came out he was obsessed with kind of listening to german music and german radio stations um this is way before i knew him so um so all of their stuff i kind of know a lot by proxy because I just hear a lot of it. Um, it. This is just an amazing song. I love the video. Um, I love the way it's got that kind of Falco-esque Baroque feel. That, and that, there were a lot of videos in the mid-90s. Uh, ironically, very similar to Halo by Linux. It's got that kind of similar, except she can sing 
Kentanya. <laughs> um, I, I just, I love this debate. It's so, and my, my, my son, he sings this all the time. Calm, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Radar, calm, Mr. Ross. It's just, and anyone who says it's rubbish, you're wrong. Is just talking at the backside. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Get, get, get over it. It's, you know, they they did have more more hits, but this one was the one that just took uh, it just took everybody by storm. Um, yeah. But their, their other stuff is just as good. They've kind of gone through a kind of sugar babes thing where oh. they've had like different singers and different rappers. They are, I think, they are still going <laughs> of a sort, but it's not Jay Supreme and Tanya Evans who were the two who were on top of the pops. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, oh, I can't remember what the name of the song they released later that year was, but uh, that that was also good. Uh, also... There is uh, "Got to Get It." Anything? That's it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I got to get it. I'm familiar got with. To and get some... it, got to get also... it out of my head. Also, oh, a few yes. years later, they had a. Uh, there was another song that was popular in Europe called Inside Out. I quite like that one. And uh, yeah. yeah, those are the only ones I'm familiar with personally. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> Thought you were going <laughs> to say something there. Um, so, um, John, you want to go next? I haven't got much to add other than how um, fabulous it is. Um, very similar to a certain song by Snap, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But they were. They, if you look at them all, they're all very so. They're all cousins. Yeah, of pretty much. Sure. Um, what about you, Kieran? Pretty much the same as John. Um, it's an iconic piece of German Euro dance, and it's just wonderful, absolutely wonderful, and. Um, it's incredible, really, to see that it got um, a number one in 11 European countries, yeah. which is just yeah. incredible, really. It's so cool to see. Um, and, um, yeah, you could probably see why why Germany entered something, you know, poppy and dancey in 1994's Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Following on with this, you know, that type of stuff. So, obviously, it was... They knew they had to bring the fun and you know, culture beat certainly mm. brought it in droves uh, with this song and um, many songs later that they released in 94, 95, 96. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. We've only got like uh, five songs. Yeah, five songs left, mm. so not long now. So um, next up, uh, for two weeks in September and October, October, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> October, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, so um, it's Boom Shake the Room by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the French Friends. <laughs> there, this is another song I remember from this year that I was absolutely obsessed with at the time and like i remember like the fresh prince of ballet at the time too that was like huge um well pretty much everywhere but in new zealand as well and um i know that my two older brothers had a copy of this song and i wanted to steal it for myself <laughs> 
So, um, I don't expect everyone's going to have the same opinion as me, but, um, let's wait and see. Who wants to go next? Um, I'll go next. Okay. Um, so, um, I, 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 this is a really fun song. I like the, the story in the lyrics as well but you kind of miss it if you're not actually listening to it yeah it's a really good song to dance to but i think it's also a really good song to listen to and actually appreciate um will smith's lyric uh, lyrics and how he actually pronounces everything because this is quite an interesting song and that all said i don't think this song has aged very well I think it still gets people up on the floor and it still gets people moving, but there is something about it that is inherently, oh, mid nineties. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it kind of like, I don't know what it is. There's just something that feels, dare I say it, slightly old fashioned. Mm. Uh, I, I, and maybe that's its charm. I don't know. It's It's, I feel a bit odd about it. Like there's there's like things about it that are good but are also a bit bad. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, John, you go next because Kira needs to um fix his connection problems. So yeah, you go next. That's fine. I had to pop out just now because somehow my disk drive was completely full and it closed everything down. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm looking at the um, Wikipedia page for this song, and it appears to have 16 songwriters. What? <laughs> yeah, that's wow. surprised me. That's um, yeah, and we and we moan and we moan at San Marino at Eurovision for having 10 songwriters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. I will never forget, and I might have brought this up on, on Twitter, but um, I will never forget when Strictly Come Dancing tried to turn this oh, song into God, no. <laughs> Oh, no! It was terrible! It was. It was awful. <laughs> I have nothing really to add other than that, it, that it's, a re it's a really fun, fun track. Uh, okay, so um, Kieran's back, so um, you can finish this off now. <laughs> course and um, wasn't it keely brights and kevin clifton yes. it was oh, we don't talk about him anymore kevin from oh. grimsby yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, poor kelly bright love her on eastenders yeah i bet <laughs> i really do uh but um especially recently oh god um it is a lot of fun this i mean i'm not the greatest will smith fan after what he did last year um, <laughs> however oh. <laughs> um i it's it is a fun song i it was played for years after this at school discos and various other family do's and wedding receptions etc so um yeah and it was always one which always got everybody on the dance floor and doing their best um fresh prince <laughs> impressions so yeah <laughs> Not one I go out to listen to, but it was there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, 
thought I heard something funny there. Um, okay, so um, next up uh, for two weeks in October, we have Take That Again, uh, but this time with Lulu for a cover version of Relight My Fire. Um, I thought this was um, quite solid um <laughs> so i just remembered the story i saw on i think it was on top of the pops facts that that account that mentioned that lulu copped off what was it jason yeah. orange or yes yes yeah. <laughs> that, that cracked me up it's like yes you go girl <laughs> um, but um yeah i think this is a pretty solid cover like um I haven't heard the original ages, but it was like a disco song that was uh, so um yeah pretty good. So um who, who's next? I'll go next, Kylie. Okay. Um, I love this again so much, and I always love the singing along to the in particular the Lulu bit. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean. It's interesting how Lulu from 1993 onwards would end up um, getting involved in various different um, duets. Um, and she ended up releasing a duet album. I think it was about 2002, 2003, okay. something like that. And there's a really, really good version of Teardrops um, with Elton John, which I really, really liked. Okay. Um, just mention. Yeah, just check it out, guys. It's, it's really quite fun. Um but uh, yes, the performance, the song, it's just like everything with it. It's just so much fun. It really is. And um, it just goes to show how much um, Take That, as if you, as you've all said, really, that they took on a, a, a big step after this year in 1993 and just became so dominant and... Um, it was um it was it was nice to uh, what well, was nice to see because they ended up mostly sending some decent tracks out there and um and being very successful so yeah uh what about you Anne? um uh part of me thinks that this is like the cynical cover version to t try and kind of keep the momentum from their last single like we haven't got anything in this we haven't got anything in the can to release let's let's have something else between now and babe yeah um so i i, I mean it's it's a it's a nice enough song they do it really well i think it's interesting the juxtaposition between gary barlow with this kind of quite low smooth voice and L lulu's kind of roaring kind of feisty voice it's quite an interesting um duet and it, it does it it absolutely comes to life when she comes on and yeah. starts singing i cannot remember i feel like i've read somewhere that they wanted it to be someone else oh really they, i i i i may be mixing things up but i'm sure they wanted it to be somebody else and then somebody said oh let's do it with lulu and that's how it came about it wasn't supposed to be lulu at all but i cannot remember for the life of me who it was if you do know tell me <laughs> but yes <laughs> uh, it's 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 
lovely it's fine got them to number one kept them up there it did the job okay um what about you john what lulu was the best thing about that song yeah yeah Um, I can't say what I want to say because um... <laughs> because why? Because <laughs> I'm I'm. <laughs> You're saving it for later. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I won't talk to you any longer. So <laughs> leave it there. No. Um. There was. Um. I was being earwig, and I don't want them to overhear. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> maybe in a, maybe in a little while. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, do we um, want to move on to the next song? Yeah. If we must. Okay. So, for seven weeks from October to December, <sighs> the longest running number one this year and the, the best selling song in the UK this year was Meatloaf's I Do Anything for Love, but I Won't Do That. And cue some stupidly lazy joke about what fat is. <laughs> maybe we maybe we need to ask Morland from um, Norway because maybe he can tell us what happened in his early youth, and then Meatloaf will tell us what he won't do. Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, but like he's got a song in this year's um, yeah. Free, so maybe we could ask him. I don't mm. know. Okay. Okay. So, um, like, 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 my mind changes on this song depending on my mood. Sometimes it's kind of like a big cheese classic for me, and other times mm. it's just like I never want to hear it again. And like, like after so many, I know for me personally, after so many weeks at number one on top of the pops, after by the fifth week i was like i'm so sick of this song now oh god help me when we get to a certain song in the 1994 oh yes oh god 15 weeks of not singing the bloody tune (laughs) or even knowing the lyrics (laughs) oh dear do you know what this song is is it, uh, I'd do anything for love. It's not actually a bad song. It's a great theatrical mm. duet. It's brilliant. But what makes this song really irritating is is the whole bloody video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having to endure it. We've just had enough of all the Michael Jackson videos that we're not on. And, <laughs> on, and, on, and then we've got another bloody one. I mean, th- this song is great when you hear it once. Yeah. Any more of any more than that within about a month period. And then it's too much. Yeah. It's great in moderation. Um, I mean, he's a great singer, very brilliant theatrical singer and actor. Uh, it's a shame that he's now no longer around with us. Because um, his, 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 his canon 
is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And um, he's another one of those acts that could have come across as a bit one note, but he kept that act going for so long. It has to be applauded. So it's it's a lovely song, but it's just, in Top of the Pops terms, it was just too much. Yeah, it's kind of not rewarding in full repeated lessons, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, what about you, John? We want Lorraine from Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Justice for Lorraine. I mean, yeah. Lorraine, they, Lorraine, Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that they traded her in for a younger model and kept her voice, and I don't think they even told her. Oh. Yeah. Damn them. Um, are you just going to leave it at that, John? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Kieran? I'm pretty much on par with everything that you guys have said. I mean, it was just such overkill. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you guys agree, but it, it for me, it's it grated more on me than with Brian Adams is in Ooh. 1991. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. He's persona non grata now after that. <laughs> Oops. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I like it when I hear it every so often. I'm not every so often, but all the time. It, got, it grinds, grinds your gears. It really does. Mm. I mean, though, with its huge commercial success, reaching number one in 28 different countries, um oh. and be i mean my goodness me like the whole world just ate it up and understandably so this but though it just the single version does go on for quite a while it's a good the shortest versions five minutes yeah. 13 you know and it was just like oh i don't know but um yeah i i sort of and I shouldn't let it mar my thoughts about Meatloaf, but, you know, in the last few years before he sadly passed away, um, he said some really silly things on social mm. media. Um, oh, no. Yeah, which I, I I don't want to get into here because I don't want to mask, um, you know, his uh, um, what he said, you know, over his mu music career, because that's not yeah. what I want to do necessarily. But... It's it's just um I don't know. I I do like Meatloaf. Um, but I preferably would like to listen to his other stuff rather than this one necessarily these days. Maybe it just hasn't aged with me very well. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> oh well. Um literally just before the person went off, so we like uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's twice I've done that now. Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay, so we got two songs left to go, so we're almost done. <laughs> okay, so next up for a total of three non-consecutive weeks, one of which was in 1994, but um, two of them was in um, 93, it's Mr. Blobby. Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. <laughs> blobby, Blobby. Um, I think I have to... Um, I, well, actually, I think Kieran might disagree with me, but um, I think I'm going to speak for most of us when I say that, like, 
Mr. Blobby song, not the greatest, admittedly, but did it do us all a favor in preventing the <laughs> next song yeah. we're going to talk yes. about from yeah. being Christmas number one? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I understand. Um it's just again it's a bit of nostalgia for me i was a huge blobby fan and yeah. noel house party was always yes. on the television wasn't yeah. it at 19, in, on saturdays yeah it even was, in, um... even you even in new zealand i remember watching mr blobby all the time on the tv which goes oh. to show how big he was crikey and then all of his um all of his uh, um theme parks all failed you know, oh, yeah. tremendously. I know there was know. one in Morecambe, which is basically like one of those. Yeah. Those random. Yeah. <laughs> I think I watched a documentary about um, the rise and fall of Crinkly Bottom and um, <laughs> all of that. It's quite. I, I swear it was on YouTube, or it might have been on like Channel Four, or Channel Five, or or somewhere. But I remember watching the documentary about the rise and fall of it and basically the mis complete mismanagement of the whole mm. brand oh um, if it's on youtube you know, i'll became... definitely look that up yeah and i'll try and find you um and find you guys a link and maybe you can pop it in the social media or something kylie um, yeah. i mean i certainly will do um if i find mm. it as well there are some very interesting videos out there on youtube about various failed um attractions and holiday parks and things like that yeah like so i assume um, it falls under that it sounds really interesting yeah mm. I, have I have definitely like um watched a couple of like um youtube documentaries about failed theme parks like there's one called action park which is like really infamous for having so many deaths like and they even oh, had no. They even had like a water slide slide that honest to god did a vertical loop so which is <gasps> like which is i cannot believe someone thought that was a good idea hell wow <laughs> yeah i do i do remember seeing a video of, of people walking around an abandoned crinkly bottom theme park oh wow um, yeah it was wasn't quite as heartbreaking as the video at the abandoned Tots TV house. Yeah, <laughs> which oh, was really, no. really no. devastating. But um, oh. yeah, look at off Tots TV. One, two, three. <laughs> Our friend Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, what about you? Um... Yeah, I mean, I I remember this whole tug of war, take that and Mr. Blobby, and um, I even remember take that on top of the pops being a bit blasé and taking the Mickey out of Mr. Blobby, yeah. but Mr. Blobby had the last laugh. <laughs> 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 um, it's it's an iconic song, and I know that. Um, John will absolutely agree with me on this, yeah. but it's just that video where they take yeah. the Mickey out of um, Rhythm as a Dancer <laughs> and stay. Yeah. Like I actually can't watch Rhythm as a Dancer, <laughs> the normal video, without thinking of Mr. Blobby. 
<laughs> I just oh, it's it's so well done. Yeah, it's like so cheap, but it's so well done. <laughs> it's just an amazing video. It uh, is. It's Plastic. it's it's iconic. Honestly, I thank you, for Mr. Blobby, for saving us from a take back Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> with that song probably one of their weakest yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. yeah any other song but as as we'll probably discuss in a minute not this one yeah i think that might make give that a good opportunity to segue into that because for one week in december um temporarily putting a stop in uh, Mr. Blobby's number one rang, rain, rang, rang, what am I trying to say, Um, is um, Take That's Babe, which is, to me at least, one of their absolute worst singles. It's just, it's it's because basically it's a story song, like some guy ditched his lover and now years later he's trying to call her again to contact with her and then yeah. and then later in the song <laughs> it turns out that she knocked her up and he has there's a kid he didn't know about and it's just like oh it's just horrible it's horrible no one in their right mind should take that man back after all that and it <laughs> And it doesn't help that, like, apologies to Marco, and he's probably a really nice guy, but, like, he can't sing for Toffee. (laughs) I just, oh, God, I I do not like this song at all. Who wants to follow that up? Mark Owen had some really decent solo hits. Yeah, Yeah, I love his solo stuff. And Clementine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a nice tune. About 24 yeah. hours. Is it 24 <laughs> hours? 24 hour <laughs> warning. That four, was it. Four minute warning. Oh, four, oh, minute, four minute warning. Four minutes left. Four minutes left to go. go. Oh, yes. I remember that. <laughs> okay, he's going to. Go on, John. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Oh, nothing to say really, apart from I, I have no recollection of um, this song much until I rediscovered it on Top of the Pops, and I certainly yeah. didn't know it. It um, went down the well-worn topic of um, he could hardly hide his surprise when he saw his own two eyes. <laughs> um... <laughs> you know, you know, here's here's your baby, and. You know, <laughs> And sort off. That, 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 that old chestnut, you know. Oh, dear, I oh dear. I, I think I read or heard somewhere that this was like a song Gary Barlow wrote quite early on, where like when he was like 16 or something, and boy, can you hear it. <laughs> um, it it's so infantile. And it's so sickly. And it reminds me, actually, that bit where he goes, he had my eyes, he had my smile. What is it? Guess who? (laughs) (laughs) You know, does he have curly hair? No. Does he have my eyes? Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I, hope, I, hope he, I hope he went out with Claire, the one in the big hat. <laughs> she was iconic. Oh. So, yeah, I just feel like this was prob- probably, uh, uh, I hope, takes take that, see this as a bit of a low moment of their career, because um, there was no need, absolutely no need for this whatsoever. Um, yeah. yeah, it should have just stayed on an album, on the B-side of an album somewhere, uh, locked away so that just the, the fans can have it. We didn't need to hear this at all. Yeah, delete it. Um, yeah. the, funny, the funniest thing about this is that I think their first performance of this was on that special episode of Top oh, of the Pop yeah. where you needed the 3D glasses. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's Mark Owen pouring his heart out and there's all these weird shapes going on behind him. <laughs> That episode was freaking hilarious because it was like the BBC's idea of like fancy 3D yeah. <laughs> imagery was, it was either the future kids. Was, it was either gaudy early CGI geometric shapes or it was basically stock um, tourism footage yes. from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost wish I had some 3D glasses so I could enjoy that episode the way it was intended. <laughs> <laughs> it was like you're right there, isn't it? In the moment. Yes. <laughs> oh. So oh. back to back to re- back to relight my fire for a moment. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I always thought that Lulu was the best thing about that song. Until I watched Chris- the Christmas Top of the Pops episode, and on comes Jason Orange in those in those shorts. <laughs> yes, I know which shorts you're talking about. You're talking about? <laughs> um, Jason is kind of the Bobby Gentry Bobby of Gen- modern pop, isn't isn't he? <laughs> he's gone because he's gone completely off grid. <laughs> like. No one knows where he is, what he's doing. You know why, though, don't you? Because he pays his tax. <laughs> like the other four. <clears throat> They're robbing bastards. <laughs> Apparently, though, I don't know if you guys know, but he had um, a... A, pri- a very private relationship, apparently, with um, the comedian Catherine Tate. What? Huh? Just, I just looked it up, and I'm like, I'm gobsmacked, actually. I only lasted, really, for about six, six months or something. That's such a weird coupling. <laughs> Good on them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good on them, but yeah, I'm with you, Kylie. That's um, very bizarre. <laughs> Okay, so that's it for our number one discussion. So what we're going to do now is that we're going to discuss our least favourite <clears throat> songs to come from 1993. We're going to do the bad stuff first so we can end on a nice positive note. So um, who wants to go first? I'm um, talking about their favourite, their, not favourite, their five stinkers. <laughs> Can I go, Kylie? Yeah, and... yeah. You, yeah go. you could go. Is that what I come? 
All right, then. So my first worst one um, is, uh, I, I, I'm sure we'll all agree, um, that it's right said Fred, stick it out. <laughs> right wing that said is... Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oof. my God, isn't he? Yeah. Scary. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just uh, I mean, what we're, I'm sure comedy, um, Comic Relief could have thought of a better song or a better person to have rather than him. Yeah. Even at that time. It would probably be <laughs> cheap. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the and they've got a funny com- name. I suppose they have. But Comic Relief, it's got to be funny. Yeah. It's <laughs> in the yeah. name. Yeah. And that wasn't funny. That was almost quite rude in a way, wasn't yeah. it? It's just, don't, yeah, it's all about the red nose, obviously, but he is almost suggestive in something in the backside, you know? It's just... <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, with those trousers, bloody hell, yeah. what he was wearing. Oh, vile. Oof. Oh, such wow. a queen. Yes. So that one was dreadful. Um, another honourable mention, I must say, uh, this wasn't a good year for her. Madonna and Oof. the song Rain. Oh, I like no. that song. No oh. recollection. No. Yeah, it's, it's a slow ballad. It's, it's just a bit naff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah, it is it's a not... bit slow, but I thought it was quite nice. But yeah, it's it's not her best song, I'll say that, Rich. <clears throat> yeah. Um I might split the group with this. Um, but it's um The Three Little Pigs by Green <laughs> Jolly. Oh, by Green Jolly. And not Green Jolly from Eurovision for Ukraine no. in two thousand five. No, no. It's it's just a point. Yeah. yeah. The three little pigs. <laughs> yeah, I very, don't, very I don't know that one. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's, mm. it's got a like a claymation um music video. Primitive. Yeah, it's yeah, very like, like early ni- It's very early nineties MTV. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, fodder. Oh dear. Yeah. If it's as scary as the claymation video they did for Week Petite, then it's <laughs> not, not far off. <laughs> It's not going to be very me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no. And um, if it's anything like MTV Celebrity Deathmatch, then yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to love that show. <laughs> me too, especially all the all the um, all the cameos of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, oh, that was great. <laughs> Kicking the hell out of them. <laughs> so brilliant. <laughs> And that's I wonder if there's a DVD because of them Stone Cold said so. Oh, sorry, I talked over you. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I'm glad you did, Carly, because that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, what's your and next then, one? Okay, my next one, uh, I'm going to leave this as my final one, but it certainly is one which I think we can all agree. The most cringeworthy era, in particular, of um, Michael Jackson and Ooh. Give In To Me. Oh, 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 that aged like hot milk, that tit. Dreadful, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> <laughs> 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 I mean, he, oh, God, he was at the height of his 
cringeworthy, awkward, dirty, like trying to be sexual and everything. It yeah. just, I, I, and, and I know it probably wasn't what he wanted or, or really wanted to do. Maybe I don't know. I don't, you know. Obviously, we sadly can't ask him, but, uh, but <laughs> it just, it just felt so dirty, and I felt Ooh. like I needed a shower <laughs> after I watched the video. <laughs> Oh, so that's me. Okay, um, and you go next. Okay, so worst ones. Um, I fi- I find this quite tricky just getting it down to five, um, because there's a there's quite a lot of songs that I just I just don't like. Um, I'm gonna start off with a very odd one, which some of you probably have never heard. Okay, because it was it. It wasn't released in this country. Oh, okay. So it's a song called Dudu d'être bébé. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, now, I, oh, I don't know what I find worse, the song or the idea that you would stick a four-year-old kid on a record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think there's all sorts of wrong yeah with that it's just a bit icky and i actually um obviously after this after this song he went into obscurity and then came back a few years ago on like one of those comeback shows yeah whoa i just thought oh that was actually (laughs) quite nice that you actually get to come back on your own terms yeah rather Mm. than being shoved into it by your mum and dad yeah, because um, I, I know I know the um, main issue a lot of people have with child pop stars is that oh they've been forced into it and stuff like that. But like, like with some of the like ten or twelve year olds in junior Eurovision, at least like that's something they actually yeah. want to do. That that, that yeah. that's on their own free will. Whereas yeah. a four year old doesn't really have that much free will other than eat, no. sleep. <laughs> yeah, and poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah i just i just don't like that song because of just the idea of it um really uh second song i'm gonna go for i'm gonna go through my list uh i'm, I'm just gonna go through and i'm just gonna go for a dead easy one it's gotta be snow's informer <laughs> Um, I just it's the white rap thing and he's a re- he's like a bad boy and it's just a horrible song yeah. the lyrics are just disgusting <laughs> and it's just wow. and I can't stand his the way it's kind of nasal <laughs> it's, oh. uh, I don't like it at all and um, oh, yeah by the way. I just Oh, sorry. Um, I, uh, just before you finish, I just want to um, draw people's attention to uh, a parody of the Informer that Jim Carrey did before he became a big movie star, and it's like proper, like basically, like full on, kind of like, oh, this doofy white dude is trying to appropriate black culture, and it's just kind of like, holy shit! Like even for ninety ninety three, that's pretty bold. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of questions that just like you feel like something <laughs> like that wouldn't would get questioned a lot more. Yeah, it was kind of put into the uh, general domain. Um, oh, the yes. the third song I'm going to choose 
uh, is Everlasting Love by Worlds Apart. <laughs> now, oh, this then. is a little bit niche because it was a song that wasn't really on top of the pops very much. But I know this song really well because Worlds Apart came to my school. Oh, my God. And did one of those performances. And it was just the most embarrassing things. I mean, I just... <laughs> Yeah, I just, I mean, again, the thoughts, does that happen nowadays? Like bands come to, because they must need like DBS checks and God knows what else. That's such a 90s thing, isn't it? It's such a, yeah, I'm kind of glad uh, that that kind of thing is over and done with. Uh, But also Everlasting Love, we've had enough cover versions. Yeah of that kind of thing um it does feel like 1993 was quite heavy on the kind of cover versions yeah um a lot of the songs that we've already talked about have been cover versions um uh, it just so happens that the other two songs that i've got on my list are also cover versions um so the last two i've got is oh um, I put a spell on you by Brian Ferry. Oh, now, oh I remember that one that, on top of the pops. Oh, that was... was just dire. <laughs> just nothing happened. Yeah, and it was, and I re- actually remember the way it was staged on top of the pops. It was like trying to be strictly before strictly had ever been <laughs> kind of come into ah. existence, and it was just, it was just like terrible. And he wasn't making any effort in performing. He was just there on his guitar. Yeah. And it's just like, and again, he was one of those old men who had nothing really to do with the modern scene. And it's just like, why are you even on here? Yeah. You're just on here in the hope that people will then go to the record shop and buy more before Sunday's countdown. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, oh. Uh, um, and then my last song. Um, talking about old men is um, Cliff Richard (laughs) (laughs) with Peace in Our Time. Oh, God. Um, That is an absolutely awful song. It's like he's trying to do a up-tempo version of You're the Voice (laughs) by John Farnham. He's trying to be like all modern and try, and it's that video where he's at the lectern and he's like shouting at people like he's, you know, the president of the world. And it's, uh, uh, and that is also a, a, a cover version. Ironically, the, the original version was done by Jennifer Holiday. Oh, you uh, did, I'm wow. telling you. Uh, so it's, telling you. yeah. So it's, uh, just think he's trying to be hip, he's trying to be cool, he's trying to be modern. And we just want you to be like embarrassing, Cliff. You know, like like normal. Just be like embarrassing. You know, that's, yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my list. Okay, John, what about you? Was it worlds apart where one of them turns up in Eurovision? You decide like twenty five years later, or. Oh God! Was, I don't was know. it or was it one of the other nineteen ninety three boy bands? Oh, one I can't of them from. Oh, uh, one of them did from one of that. Right? Was that, I don't think it was Worlds Apart. I think I know. No, I, I, I can't think, I know think of the other one's name. 
You're on about Brian Harvey from E17. Oh no, <laughs> no I remember that. Like... Yeah. How did you forget? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a drug addict, but oh. um, yeah, I'm okay now. Please send me to Helsinki. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, so I've only got I've only got a couple of songs to be honest with you because I um forgot this was what we did. <laughs> um, so um. The first one would have to be um, Girl, I Want to Make You Sweat. Oh! Oh! oh well, I love that! Do you? I do, John. Do I'm you? Really? Yeah. Really? Girl, I want to make you sweat. Oh, that's, God. That's a highlight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, Shaggy. Um, <laughs> And um, similarly, on a similar vein, because because I'm British and approved, and because I really hate bad visual jokes, I'm going for Deep by E17. <laughs> oh, that is terrible! Oh, that is terrible. Especially with my Mickey Mouse t-shirts. <laughs> I mean, whoever's idea it was to put them in a, an empty swimming pool. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> oh, we love terrible. a pun, don't we? <laughs> yeah. We like a pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yes, the other one, the third one was going to be Stick It Out, but you've already mentioned that. Um, yeah, that's all That's all that comes to mind at the moment. Yeah, okay, so um, you guys pretty much stole most of mine, <laughs> so I'm just kind of like scrolling through like what else I could mention. Like, I'll probably just end up mentioning a couple because like I can't really find five more bad songs really. So um, the first one I'm going to mention is Mr. Loverman. Shabba! Shabba! <laughs> Oh god, that is just so freaking stupid, and it's just, there's this, <laughs> this one. Yeah. This is another dumb pop reggae song that was subject to um, an in living color parody. It was basically an American <laughs> um, sketch show, and it's so freaking funny. <laughs> like the, there's this, the, it, it's just so freaking. It, it's called Mister Ugly Man, so you can imagine <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just so. Just so like hilarious, it goes with mm. the <laughs> with the with the whole thing. Um, uh, I'm gonna mention another Madonna song, "Bad Girl." It's just oh, that one's just mm. like the lyrics are really stupid in that one. Um, yeah. So um, let me just like mention one more. Uh, song I didn't really like um, unless I pretty much ran out. Yeah, I think I pretty much ran out because you guys stole most of the ones I was going to mention so yeah, I think, um, I think we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's get on to our favourite um, 1993 songs. So they don't have to be hit songs but um, yeah, it's just pretty much up to you. So um Kieran went first, so you're gonna go first. 
Yeah, okay then. Cool, cool, cool. Well, there's lots of great tunes. The Cranberries I mentioned at, right at the beginning of the podcast. Um, Dreams and Linger. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Mm. Beautiful music. Uh, some of the ones that we haven't mentioned yet. I put uh, in my faves, Inner Circle, Sweat. So sorry, John. <laughs> 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 so I got that down. Um, Jade, Don't Walk Away. Oh, oh that's, that's a good Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Duran Duran, Ordinary World. Of oh, course. I love that yeah. one. Yes. Stunning, stunning tune. Um, Eurovision postcard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. The night with the, with the uh, French flag. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's so many of the songs that we've been um, looking at and we're going to as we follow through the years of the 90s that um, just, it's like, oh, yes, postcards in 1998. Oh, postcards. No. Okay. Yeah. They need to do something like that again. Yeah. Doing some of the music since then. Yes. That that would just be amazing. Yeah, that would be cool. With you. Yeah. I hope they do that. I was just going to say, like, maybe what they could do is they can have, like, British hits (laughs) done in a Ukrainian style. That would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I would do it on that one handed flute thing. It could do like a little version of every song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, and uh, a couple more. Danny Minogue. This is it. Tune. This, this is the way that I'm feeling. So good. Uh, four non-blondes. What's going on? Oh. Mm. Good stuff. Eternal stay. Soft oh, spot that's a nice tune. Oh. It's a really nice tune. Um, and then lastly, M people, don't look any further. Don't you go? Oh, it's the masked singers. The masked singers had a small. She was chandelier. Yeah. Oh. She was Rob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, I haven't seen the first episode of this new series, so no spoilers. Oh, no, we won't. (laughs) I don't even. I have no idea who even the first batch of people could possibly be, anyway. So. It was that one time I got Morton Harkett straight off. There's that one time I was like, oh my God, that's him. Well done. And (laughs) that was it. That's that was, I peaked. I think, I don't think I'm ever, ever going to get any more than that. I think I've got Gabrielle straight away, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I got Alison going. Hammond in the I'm a Celeb special. Oh, oh yeah, I've forgotten about that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, I... That's about it anyway for me. Thank oh, you, okay. Kylie. Oh, okay, I was just about to ask. Okay, so, um, and you go next. <laughs> Okay, right. So I've tried to choose some of the those songs that maybe were a little bit missed from the top of the pops shows. Um, although my first one was on um, quite prominently. Um, so my first song is "Here We Go" by Stackabo. Oh yes. 
that is now we've just had like the, the other Swedes, Ace of Base, and now we have some very different Swedes. Um, it's I love that style of of song. I love the kind of the the flutes and the rap, and of course we know that um, the the main person in Stackabo has gone on to a slightly different career. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's quite interesting how it's it's progressed from this little project of music into best-selling uh, kind of film making. Um, but I absolutely love Stackabo and that uh, We Three as well. Uh, I like them as well. I love that style of music. Um, uh, to go uh, slightly from uh, somebody's worst, I'm picking It's All Right by E17. Oh, yes. That was a tune. Now, that is a tune. Yes. That is yeah, an absolute tune. Um, they did have some they rubbish. Have some they really did have some rubbish, but It's All Right is a much better song. Yeah. I love the way it goes from the piano bit and starts like the banging bit and uh, it's a really catchy song as well. Um, and then they went on and got the Christmas number one the next year. So yeah. the training, yeah. training for them. Um, my third song is the song I want to sing most at karaoke. Uh, because she's a very special lady who doesn't get any of the uh, the the plaudits she should do and has been totally forgotten from 90s music. And that is Constant Craving by K.D. Lang. Oh, my God. That, I absolutely love that song. And I do think she's her voice is just so epic. It's... It's one of those songs, yeah. it's one of those voices that has a kind of country soul kind of jazz edge to it that's just not put in a box. You can't you can't put it in a box. It's just such a special voice. And I'm actually quite gutted for her that she didn't really have much of a career in the UK. I mean, obviously, her kind of name has gone on. People know about her. Um, but I absolutely love that song. So I needed to put that one in. I'm glad um, you did. And I can't believe I missed it. I, I, <laughs> I uh, it's an amazing song. Absolutely amazing song. Um, another lady with an amazing voice who... Uh, Fortunately, recently has been rediscovered tut, 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 by millennials. It's <laughs> Kate Bush. Ah, but I've yes. chosen Rubber Band Girl. Oh. It's, it's not a song people know a lot about because it was from her Red Shoes <laughs> album. Um, and that didn't, it kind of did okay. But um, after this, she kind of started moving away from show business it's an amazing song um and it's got so and it's got about four three or four different videos to it because i think they had different videos for different um uh markets so the us had a video we had a video 
Europe had a video and then people did like mishmashes of the videos as well. It's such a good song. Um, and Kate Bush has still got that wonderful tone to her voice that she's known of. Not quite as high as we've known in the 70s, but is a classic, classic song. And my final song that I've chosen is... Just, I just think again is a song that's been forgotten about until you say its name and everyone goes, Oh, it's mm. Little Fluffy Clouds by the Orb. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I often oh. play that in the, cl- in the in the car, and Marcus will just kind of zone out <laughs> and will kind of like you know, like the talking on top of it, yeah. they kind of start talking along with it and it's just it's such a lovely chill out tune and there's a lot of that in 1993 but it just never ever got shown um it's just uh there's there were such good songs in 1993 that just never got shown on top of the pops and that's the one thing i'm mad about yeah understandable (laughs) Anyway, okay. That's it. okay, so um, John, you go next. Okay, well, top of my list would have been Danny Minogue, and you've already Yay. mentioned that. Um, and I, because I have to mention a Minogue in every yeah. one of these <laughs> best of rundowns every year. Um, so I'll swap her out for um, on a completely different tangent, Radiohead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because this was the year, and I only just found out this recently, this was the year that Creep came out. Yeah. Mm. Which which, um, I really like. Um, The rest of them are all going to be dance tunes. (laughs) Um, My favourite being, I've I've got the key. Key. I've got the secret. (laughs) (laughs) Love that song and love the singer. Oh, <laughs> really love that. Love Diane. Um, couple more um really good um songs that came out that year. Um, Show Me Love by Robin S. Yeah, yeah, classic. Um, yes, absolute classic, and it's come out in several different versions over the years, and it seems to get better with time. Mm. Um, yeah. It ages very well. Uh, next one. Sybil, when Aww. I'm good and ready. Yes. Good and ready. Okay, so, good so much. Nice yes, thing. yes. <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they were when they were still good, and um, <laughs> yeah, yes. And um, you can't really, <laughs> finally, you can't really um, do a 1993 roundup without mentioning Hadaway. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And whose who's big hit needs no introduction from me. Okay, so you're done? I'm done. 
Okay, so it's my turn. So, um, obviously I have to mention, like, one token non-English song with these. And uh, I'm going to go for um, Italian band Otto Otto Tre's biggest hit, Sei Un Mito, which is, um, like, it's kind of like a, like a pop rock song mixed with that kind of, like, house, like, piano stuff, like, do, 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 that kind of thing and um it it's kind of uh, kind of an interesting song it's basically like him singing about getting on a going on a date with the woman of his dreams and it's like it's going like surprisingly well and stuff like that mm-hmm. and yeah that's a pretty fun song so if you haven't heard that song i'd recommend checking that out and um second song i'm going to mention obviously i have to mention a manic street preachers song because they're oh, basically my little band uh, so i have to mention uh, la tristesse duera yes i was mm. gonna choose that one but i thought kylie's definitely gonna choose that one <laughs> yes. yeah i'll let her have that one <laughs> Yeah, thanks for that. And um, of course, I have to mention another one of my 90s faves, which is Blues for Tomorrow, which is um, uh, uh, which is yeah. like a really nice song. And uh, that whole album, uh, Modern Life is Rubbish, is an underappreciated classic. So like, if you, if you like the Park Life album, you'll definitely like that one. So I definitely recommend listening to that one. Um, song number four I'm gonna mention, um, it's uh, funny that you've mentioned a few times, um, songs that, um, you're upset didn't get played on Top of the Pops, and, uh, well, I was, I know I was, like, extremely upset that not even a clip of this song got played, even though it was a top ten hit, and that's, um, I Feel You by Depeche Mode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's um, that that whole album, "Songs of Faith and Devotion," is like really good. That's a huge yeah. fan favorite album, and that was like a big reinvention for them because like they experimented with kind of like um, gospel and blues and stuff like that. It's, mm. um, yeah, it's a really good album. I'd recommend listening to that if you haven't. And um, mm-hmm. last song I'm going to mention is uh, Little Bird by Annie Lennox. I just think that's oh, just a really good yeah. pop song. And um, yeah, <laughs> that's it for me. <laughs> I just say whenever it took, whenever the um, Top of the Pops Facts Twitter account says, this song was never played in full. Yeah. And I always think to myself, choices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... They had Daniel yeah. O'Donnell on in 1993. Yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peace in our freaking time. <laughs> 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 Not in my ear holes, that isn't. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, uh, thankfully, 1994 <laughs> is going to be a bit more exciting to talk, to talk about, considering that we've had quite a big shift uh, in regards to both Radio 1 and Top of the Pops because mm. they both had new people in charge and uh, they pretty much changed like what what they were the kind of songs they yeah. were promoting so 
that's going to be really fun to talk about in about six months' time, whenever that yeah. start, stops airing on <laughs> on the reruns. <laughs> Looking forward to it already. By the way, the Eurovision You Decide singer was from Bad Boys Inc. Oh, <laughs> yes. Gosh. Yes. Oof. Bad Boys, that's a description of their singing. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> oh boy bless them uh. oh Matthew Pateman wasn't it 2016 yes. Yeah. yes that's the one <coughs> yeah I, remember, I was there oh my god how did I forget he <laughs> <laughs> had the most uncompetitive song that whole night and it was just like everybody i remember in the kentish town o2 um theater there just literally we're all rolling our eyes and folding our arms in the in the in the theater thinking what on earth are you doing here because you are so out of depth i'm sorry matthew mm. if you're listening but Ouch. yeah so all the stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Woof. Katrina sounding like Davros there. <laughs> <laughs> she blew the audio. Bless her. <laughs> At least I got a cuddle right. with her afterwards. Mm. Aww. Nice. Aww. That's yeah. Nice. Okay, I think that's um I think we can wrap this up. So uh, this was a pretty fun episode, um, <laughs> even though uh nineteen ninety three wasn't exactly like well I mean it did have its highs but it also had its pretty low lows as well, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think so... it all balanced out in the end, don't you think, yeah. Kylie? Yeah, pretty yeah, much, I everyone... think. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Okay, so uh, that's it for this podcast. So um, next up, um, we'll be reverting back to the EC polls, and um, uh, me and John will be doing the national final um podcast at the very end of January. But before that, um, in about a week or two's time, we got our UK special to look forward to, which is exciting. Um, uh, the voting is still open. I'll retweet it once this when I um post this episode, so uh, that should be quite fun to do. <laughs> yeah, vote for the music. <laughs> <laughs> Not for that entry, please. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so until next time, goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.